Hey, welcome back. This is Get Detoxicated, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. This is the fourth episode, and I apologize for having a few days go between um, the last podcast and now. I am getting ready for the first annual It's Not Normal, It's Toxic conference, which is being held tomorrow and Sunday in St. Louis. Um, it's going to be great. I'm excited, but it seemed like I had a week of a lot of preparation. So again, I meant to get this podcast out before that. Um, thanks again to the listeners who are sending in questions. They are great questions. Some of them are stirring up a little yuck for me. I'm not going to lie as I'm thinking about the answers to them. Um, the one of the questions that came in over the last couple days was, why is it that a toxic person is nice to others or nice in public and then mean or disrespectful or ignore you at home or in private? Um, the the uh, person who submitted the question said that they grew up in this type of environment and growing up in it, they never understood why um, everyone was nice when there was people around and then the whole entire atmosphere changed when there was nobody around or you were home in the house. Um, it's kind of a difficult subject and if you were growing up in it, it's very difficult. But let's go back to the toxic person in general. And again, if you're just tuning in, I use the word toxic person um, kind of encompass a lot of different personality types because at the end of the day, uh, from the way I teach, it doesn't really matter if what personality type they are. It just depends if they're healthy for you or not. So when I say toxic person or toxic relationship, it's just engulfing any type of relationship that may not be healthy for you. So as you know, a toxic person that is truly toxic needs certain things in their life to survive. And we've gone over this in the previous podcast, but they need attention and admiration. The other thing they need is control and power. So those are two of the things that I'm going to be focusing on today while I'm answering this question. By definition, a narcissist, okay, and I pulled this straight out of the Wikipedia definition off of the um, internet, um, is exaggerated feelings of self-importance. They have an excessive need for admiration from others. They lack empathy, or in other words, they don't care about other people's feelings or the consequences of hurting other people's feelings. They think about achieving power and success continually. They are very driven by money. They are concerned about their physical appearance and how other people see them. They will take advantage of people for self-serving reasons. They exaggerate their skills and accomplishments to be bigger than they truly are. Um, pretend they have highly important relationships with people of higher status. So that is just kind of a background. And again, that is the narcissistic type personality. If you look at the descriptions and the definitions of other personalities, they're not going to be exactly that one. But this one fits to describe or to answer the question from the listener today. So back to the question. Why then are they nice to others and then mean to those that are closest to them? or nice to others in public and mean in private. Um, because they are concerned so much about the way others see them and the way they look from the outside, that's what drives this type of switch in personality. Uh, they are very 
usually very charming individuals and can be very charismatic. So they're very presentable on the outside. Everybody thinks they're Mr. Nice Guy or they're the funny guy or they're the one that plans everything and gets the group together. Um, they can pour it on to make others believe that they are a very nice, caring, loving person. So I hear it all the time from my clients when we talk about, okay, what, what are the steps to remove yourself from this type of situation? And when I talk about finding a support system, that is very difficult for these people because what, the, what happens is you start telling others what is actually going on at home or what's going on in private and nobody believes you because the outward presentation and the public presentation of the toxic person is completely different than the one that those that are close to them see at home. Anyone who has something to offer a toxic person, they will be sure to make, make sure to impress those people or take very good care of them and give gifts and give them special deals on you know business stuff and um, just make very, very good accommodations for those people where the people that love them and the people that are living in their house and the people that are closest to them would never be offered the same accommodations or be presented with the same amount of niceness and kindness. Uh, when you are at home, um, or actually in the beginning of the relationship, you are probably one of the admirers. So there was some point in your relationship where they were nice to you also. But as they transition you in through the abusive cycle, you turn from the admirer into the one that's being controlled. So you switch the supply for them. First you supplied them with admiration and attention, and now you're supplying them with that need to control. So you are now a different set of statistics, for lack of a better word, in their life because now they need to control and keep control of you. Um, they will probably still be very nice to you in public because again, how they treat you in public is going to reflect on them and they will portray that the relationship is very great, very good, whether it's a parental relationship or a romantic relationship or a um, boss coworker relationship. When they want to present themselves to look good, they will present that the relationship is good. But at home in private, there is very little support from them and very little acknowledgement of a normal supportive relationship. Um, you are more like an extension of them. If they can use you to make themselves look better, that's what they do. So that's where your feelings get skipped over as well. Um, they perceive that you're an extension of them, so the consequences of them hurting your feelings does not affect them at all. Now, this is confusing enough for an adult. Uh, I know that because I went through that. But imagine if you were a child and you were being raised in this environment. Constantly walking on eggshells to predict the mood of the parent who was nice to them at the restaurant and completely opposite in the car or was nice to them at their birthday party, but then as soon as everybody left, turned into a completely different personality. I used to love having company around because he was always nicer to me and he was always nicer to the girls. So it was much invited to have company all the time because it kept the good guy out a lot more. Now, if you are drawing attention to them in a positive way, then they're going to treat you with a lot more respect. Say, say you're a child and you are very good at a sporting event or you are very good academically and you and your talents are making them look good, they will be very supportive of you in public. 
But if you go out to, to do whatever it is you're doing and you do something wrong or you strike out or you flunk a test or you miss the honor roll, um, that's going to reflect on them negatively. Well, then you're going to pay for that because it's not what you did that affects you. They perceive it's what you did that affects them. So if you're gaining them attention and helping them gain admirers, you will be treated much better than if you have accidentally made them look bad. So to the listener who brought me this question, it's all about them looking good in public and gaining more and more admiration and attention. And then no respect or acknowledgement for your feelings in private. Uh, The self-centered, self-serving ego of the toxic person must control all the situations in their life. And if you're the one that is living under their roof, they will control all the situations and the emotional levels in your life as well. So as an overview, uh, the way they treat you has nothing to do with you. Okay, it's not whether you performed well or didn't perform well, or if you were nice to them or didn't or weren't nice to them, or if you're doing a good job or not doing a good job. It all has to do how you in their life reflects on them and their social status appearance. It's just very difficult to deal with the inconsistency and the unpredictability. I guess the the recommendation I can give if you are in a situation like that is expecting them to act different is expecting too much. You are going to be disappointed if you keep expecting that they're going to act different. This is how they are and they will not change. Arguing with them about it does not help at all because they would never understand it from this perspective. So you you need to understand their personality and remove yourself from the situation if you can. Once you get out or not even if you're not in a situation where you can get out of that type of relationship, Start noticing um, this type of behavior in other people in your life so that you can dictate how deep that relationship with that person is going to get. So yes, it is a very devastating type of uh, topic that we talked about today, but you accept the fact that that's, that's what they do because that's who they are. So I am sorry for anybody who has had to grow up in that type of situation. Adults can just decipher it a little bit better, but for the kids and the teenagers, it is a very, very difficult, um, self-defeating type of environment to grow up in. So um, I know that the listener, I have a little background on her, I know that the listener that sent in this question grew up in that type of situation. So now is the time to just learn the red flags and make sure that you don't fall into that same type of relationship in your adult life. Um, Thank you so much for the question and the other questions that are coming in have been phenomenal. I will be doing another podcast next week. If you're looking to get some questions answered, you can send me a message on Coaching with Dr. Heidi Facebook page, uh, the Coaching with Dr. Heidi Instagram account, or the edgewellness.net website. I can get questions through all of those. There may even be a way you can send a question through some of the podcast apps that I can get to them. So thank you for being here. Wish me luck on the conference. And at some point, I hope to meet all of my listeners in person because I would love to hear everyone's story. Uh, So thanks again for being here.